This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everybody, welcome back. It's another edition of Noel Dianemy. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It means that I, Trey Roland, your host, but not the guy you came here to listen to, the one, the only, the magnificent, the knowledgeable, the handsome, Dane Draper and I are going to guide you through FSU's opponent on Saturday. In this case, it happens to be the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about the team, all the guys you need to know, so that when you come on Saturday uh, afternoon, you will be prepared to know what you need to know. Dane, how you doing, buddy? You look like a million bucks. How you feeling? Thank you, Trey. I feel pretty good. You always make me blush on here early on. You get me you get me flustered. You really rattle me. It's not a great way to start, I don't think, but you know, well, I appreciate it. I do. Sorry, man. The praise just just heaps out of me, just like all the praise <laughs> that's been heaping on Mike Norvell and the Florida State football team. Seven and three. It's really been a breeze these past three weeks, uh, to some level. Uh I don't know if people expect this level of dominance, but it's really nice. They will be taking on uh, a G5 of opponent before their matchup against Florida. And it's funny because it's head coach Billy Napier's former team, the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. And I already apologize. I'm probably going to say it this entire time like that in that Cajun accent. So my apologies. They are now coached by Michael Desarmo. He is six and five as the head coach of Louisiana Lafayette. They are five and five on the year. Uh, they have wins against Southeastern Louisiana, Eastern Michigan. They beat Marshall. Uh, so Marshall had that win over Notre Dame, so that's notable. They beat Arkansas State, and they just beat Georgia Southern last week by 19. They've got losses to Rice, Louisiana Monroe, South Alabama, Southern Miss, and Troy. So this would actually be their first P5 opponent played uh, the entire year in Week 11, which is interesting. As far as like how the, how the team is seen, just to give you guys the advanced metrics, we always like to do that up front. S&P Plus, which is that quality of play measurement that accounts for tempo, it's opponent adjusted, all that. They have Louisiana as the 68th best team in the entire country, so not like a typical kind of G5 cupcake. They've been a respectable team. They've been a very respectable program under Billy Napier. They've fallen off a little bit, but it's, it, it's not going to be an automatic W. Um, as far as how the team rates out, they're 68th overall, just for some comparison, that same metric has Miami at 72. So they actually have Louisiana as a better opponent than Miami, which is interesting. Uh, so I said 68th overall, they got the 98th best worst offense in the country. They're pretty good on defense, 23rd in the country, then 51st in special teams. As far as that, how that stacks up with FSU, Dane. That same metric has FSU 19th overall with the 38th best offense, the 26th best defense in the country. So they've actually got Louisiana as a slightly better defense than Florida State in the 100th best special teams. Louisiana is 51st in special teams. So just before we start to get into some of the maybe the team kind of stats on what they're doing, what do you think of this team overall? The the respectable program and they got a they got a very interesting defense. Not bad. 
Yeah, definitely. I think they're definitely more talented on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly uh, more, I, I guess, just better. Like you pointed out, they've, they've underperformed on the year for the most part, five and five record, but they're not a team that, I guess they're not a team that you want to underestimate going into this game because they are capable. They beat, like you said, a Marshall team who's, who's been pretty solid. I think, I think defense is definitely what sticks out most about this team, but but it's also a team that Florida State's favored by 24 points, and I think that's appropriate at the same time. Yeah, I do I do too, and I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, just for some other numbers, they're averaging 28.6 points per game. That's 68th in the nation on offense. They're allowing 21 points per game. That's 31st, so they have more of that kind of offense-defense dichotomy. Um, they average about 370 yards per game. That's 83rd in the nation. They don't run the ball particularly well, about 142 yards on the ground per game. That's 78th. And they're 73rd in the country with 227 yards per game through the air. On defense, this is where the numbers, like you said, I mean, Florida State's offense has been rolling, so it actually will be an interesting matchup to see if Florida State can continue to impose their will against a uh, respectable defense. On defense, Opponents are rushing for just 123 yards per game against them. So that's 32nd in the nation. So that's going to go right up against that kind of that Florida State rushing attack that has had 200 more or more yards rushing in the last five games. So that will be interesting. Another thing to note before we start to get to the individual players name, uh, Louisiana 25 sacks on the year. 53 tackles for loss, that 2.5 sacks a game is 39th in the nation. So they're pretty good at generating pressure. Tackles for loss a little bit less, 85th in the nation. And they generate a lot of turnovers. Seven fumbles on the year and 14 interceptions. That 14th interceptions, that's sixth in the entire country. So it's a defense that gets pressure and they commit, they commit turnovers, all of which need to happen consistently for you to win a game on the road when you're when you're heavily like as rated as the underdog. So what do you think I guess I mean do you want to start to get into the players? What about that Louisiana defense that is going to give FSU trouble and do you expect it to uh on Saturday? Uh yeah, I think they're they're just well-rounded. They have talent kind of across the board. Um they're a little bit better on uh defending I think they're a little bit better at defending the run. Um I'd agree yeah, with that. I'd agree with that. So. I'm looking over my notes. But anyway, they have guys that are good at defending the run in particular, like an uh, all-conference guy on the D-line. They have an all-conference linebacker. But they also have a really talented secondary. And I think just within the Sun Belt, they're, they're, they're just a, a really good defense. Um, offense doesn't help them out a ton, but, but I think they're just a, a generally well-rounded defense. Really good down to down, 33rd nationally, and uh, defensive success rate. They only allow... A, 20 or a 73 NFL passer rating to opposing QBs. That's pretty good. That is good. Yeah. Um, I think the defense does have a weakness. We can get to that later, but well, no, screw that. We're getting the players. Um, we'll do. Yeah. yeah screw that. We do whatever <laughs> we want on old thy enemy. Normally we go offense and defense, but today we're flipping the script. Keeping sure. You guys on your toes. Let's start defense first. Talk about the individual defenders that might give FSU some trouble. Well, I was going to mention first that their defense has – they're good overall, but in the red zone, they've actually struggled a good bit. And I think that's somewhere that FSU can really take advantage of if they're not just completely overmatching them anyway. Um, opponents score touchdowns 61% of the time in the red zone. That's 73rd nationally, a little below average for sure. But they score touchdowns 87% of the time in goal-to-go situations. That's 119th 
Ooh, that's that's and, an uh, eye for stats right there. How about um, like you said, very good success rate, so they're good at limiting down to down success. What about explosive play rate allowed? Do they also limit the number of explosives too? I don't think they're as good in that, and that's a really difficult stat to find, Trey. <laughs> with this team, never mind. But, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might have just found my Achilles heel potentially, but no, I don't think they are. Um, I think they do limit the explosive generally, and they're better down the down. I yeah, that conclusion. Which would which would make sense, and that could be something like you said. Florida State good at generating explosives. The problem that the offense has had all year, except for these last like three games, has been red zone. So it could be something nice chunk play. Uh, maybe not as imperative for Florida State to punch it in from the seven yard line as it was on some of those other games because they're going to have a nice they're going to have a nice like and goal sequence. So we really think that Florida State should be able to score some points on this competent defense. You want to start front to back or back to front as far as talking about individual defenders? Let's go Let's go front to back. Okay. There's probably their best player, maybe their best player on defense, probably the most notable guy. There's there's five guys that I have that are like all-conference level players on this defense. Okay. Starting up front. Uh, defensive lineman, they they're, they base out of a, a three-man front, but on that defensive end spot, a bigger defensive end, Zion Hill Green. He's an all-conference second teamer. Um, he leads the team in sacks with seven. He has an 84.8 PFF grade. That's a wow. 90, 90 rush grade, too. It's elite. A really, really solid player there. He's only 6'1", but around 290 pounds. Definitely a solid player there. Andre Jones at that outside linebacker spot. He's 6'5", 258, so really legit size there on the edge. You know, pass rushing majority of the time there. Uh, he's an all-conference third-team guy, 78 PFF grade. Pretty solid there, too. And that's the most notable guys in the in the front seven, really. Especially especially Hill Green, like you said, those seven sacks, but also 12.5 tackles for loss. Um, that's 21st in the country at 1.2 TFLs per game on, on Louisiana. Like that, that's impressive. Uh, seven quarterback hurries, 18 solo tackles, forced fumble. It's interesting because it's, it's, it's a three man front like FSU saw last week, but they might be, they might be facing the more talented three man front against Louisiana than they did when they played Syracuse, which is a team that started off six and zero. So that, that will be something that will be a test for Florida state's tackles which I think is overall good, right? Like I, I, I've been waffling as far as like, if you're going to schedule like a, a, a you know, quote unquote cupcake, schedule a quote unquote cupcake, get out of the game healthy and get the W that you're paying for. But I, I guess on the flip side, man, you're playing against a Florida team that's playing a lot better than they have recently. You don't want to go in there cold. So it will be good to be battle tested a little bit. Um, what do you, what do you, I guess, what do you think about that, Dane? What, what do you think? Are you more of like schedule a cupcake, make, make it a real cupcake and ensure the W with no injuries? Or do you kind of like a, mm, a, a test before a real big rivalry test? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it. Like you're saying, I think it's probably like, I would lean more to rather being just a straight cupcake if we didn't just, <laughs> I think I am too. Yeah. Well, especially though, if we didn't just like kind of rest the second half of the last two weeks or last three weeks really like we haven't really the starters especially haven't gotten like a ton of burn in the last three weeks to be honest so getting these guys some some live reps for at least another half was is probably that that can be a good thing i think 
Interesting storyline to monitor. Will Florida State starters play more against Louisiana Lafayette than they did against Miami? Stay tuned <laughs> on Saturday to find out. Talk about the linebackers, man. Uh, what, what do they got at linebacker? Yeah, um, Andre Jones, like I mentioned. Uh, Chris Moncrief, the middle linebacker, he grades pretty well. 74 PFF grade. He is a solid player for them. Um, let me see. Let me pull up the linebackers really quick. Um, there we go. Those are the main two guys. They have a four-man front. Jordan Quibido is also a starter for them. Uh, Jamarian Peterson has some some burn on the season. Uh, Casey Osai has a lot of tackles. It's just it's a pretty well-rounded defense overall, but I think Andre Jones is the best guy of those four. Yeah, but no, nothing like you said. Probably a more competent group. Not 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 so many like athletically um, concerning guys as you saw across that defensive line. Right, more of a solid unit, but not one that not one that Florida State's running backs, slot guys, and tight ends won't be able to take advantage of. I imagine, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm mainly naming these guys that are like all conference level because I think they're the only guys that that should have any kind of impact against this team, the FSU team that really should just overmatch them. Are there yeah. any all-conference guys at linebacker? Is Smith all-conference or no? Um, uh, uh, there's not a Smith. Oh, it's, or Andre. What did you say? What was oh, yeah, sorry. Andre Jones. Third, oh, yeah, he's sorry. A third, yeah, sorry. He's a third-team all-conference guy last season. Okay, so there they do have at least one back too. there. So keep your eye on Andre Jones. I don't know why I went Smith. I, I picked the wrong generic uh, last <laughs> right. night out of a hat. My mistake. Right. Secondary. What do they got at secondary? Yeah, so uh, Eric Gare or Gar. He's a really good punt returner, but he's also a uh, second-team all-conference guy last year. He's only 5'8", 178. Which Ooh, is, little guy. Yeah, and um, and the other best player in the secondary, Cam Pettisclu. Pettisclu, uh, it's one of those, like, Cajun oh, yeah. spelled names. Listen, you can pronounce it wrong, but if you put the accent on it, that's right. So try it okay. again. Cam Pettisclu. Oh, man, that sounds that... like a... No, that was... <laughs> That was a lot more Swedish chef than Lafayette shrimp boat <laughs> captain, but we'll we'll work on that, Dane. That was still pretty good for you. Yeah, I was just trying to impress you there. You're really good with those. The bravery know. in the attempt, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> had to go full force. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he is an 89.9 PFF grade. That's he's the highest graded defender on that on that defense, highest graded player on that team. I mean, 89.9. That's an elite grade. Yeah, he's absolutely. Really been good this year. He plays safety for them. He's also only 5'8". He's 5'8", 196. So I think that's definitely worth noting against this Florida State team who's, you know, generally bigger, especially out wide. You have Johnny Wilson. You have these big guys, Mike McLean, Kentrum, Portier, whoever. Um, I think they can take advantage of that. You know, Louisiana's best defensive backs being on the smaller end. I think so too, man. He saw it against Syracuse with Malik McLean's touchdown, Johnny Wilson's touchdown. That was that was just a nice, easy, nice, easy screen. And boom, the physicality took over. Another kid to mention in the secondary, uh, they have a redshirt senior safety, Braylon Trahan. He's actually 10th in the nation with four picks and a fumble return. 62 tackles on the season, so he can do it all. So that's competent secondary. I think the defensive line is probably what I'm most worried about if I was worried about anything. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the defense before we move over to the offense and then the prediction, which let's see if you're ready or you're not ready. <laughs> I'll Don't start getting ready yet. now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, Braylon Trahan, like you mentioned, he was a preseason all-conference first-team guy last year and ended up in all honorable mention. So, yeah, 100% a guy worth noting there as well. 
All right, let's move on to the quarterback. We've got Redshirt Jr., a transfer from the other FSU Fresno State Bulldogs, Ben Wooldridge. He's appeared in all 10 games for the year. He's 138 at 244, 1,661 passing yards, uh, about 166 yards per game, so not very much. 15, 15 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, so pretty efficient. He's also got 48 rushes on the year. 108 yards, two touchdowns. What do we think of the quarterback, Ben Woldridge? Uh, yeah, not like a, a special player, I don't think. He's, yeah. He's a decent, like, established quarterback for them. He's a 52 QBR in the year at 75th nationally, so not special there at all. Um, yeah. I think he, he moves around a decent bit. Uh, he Most games will have, like, between 30 and 50 rushing yards. So, and you'll see him on some designed runs. I watched a little bit of a couple of games of theirs and he likes to get out of the pocket a little. It's not a special athlete, but, but that's, that's something that he can do. Um, he throws pretty inconsistently, like accuracy wise. I've seen him throw a couple dumb picks. Um, he's not a guy I'm, I'm super scared of. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. No, Personally. and that accuracy, yeah, that accuracy kind of hovering around like the the, the mid fifty percentile right yeah, now. So like that's it's not, not good. no, the numbers aren't like you said. If it, as far as he doesn't commit a lot of turnovers, which is nice, but it, it doesn't seem like he does a lot of stuff else. So I, if you had to pick the strength of this Louisiana offense, is it is it is it the wide receivers, the offensive line, is it the running back? What do you think that they do well? It really is just the middle of the pack. I believe, like I said before, it's the 98th best offense in the country per S&P Plus. I don't think they do a lot of stuff well, but if they do do anything well, what is it? I guess it would be running the ball. Like you said, really not special at anything. Um, I mean, really not special overall, but I mean, 80th in rushing yards per attempt and 102nd in passing yards per attempt. is. So it's a little bit better running the ball, but uh, yeah. lesser of two evils there, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're, they're not one-dimensional by any means. They, uh, they're a balanced attack, but they aren't really good at anything either there you go it's it's a mad balance absolutely yeah, just they're, they're men slightly less mad okay what about so you're talking about the running game uh i guess the the primary ball carrier is what uh chris smith is that who the primary ball carrier is right yeah and they really have two guys that get a get a big bulk of those carries chris smith has 93 carries in the year terrence williams is the other guy 89 carries in the year chris smith is much more efficient he's eight or uh, excuse me 5.2 yards per carry to Williams, three point seven. Williams is more the of the bruiser there. It's about six one to seventeen. Oh no, six one two thirty one. Yeah. Oh, big, big boy. boy. All right. Yeah. And then uh, Chris Smith, five nine two hundred. 
Still and, pretty stout, dude. A couple of stout boys back there. Yeah, kind of a lightning and thunder there, but yeah, definitely, definitely two more physical runners, but not overly good either. Um, <laughs> yeah, five five nine two hundred. That's probably more like static electricity and like thunder. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go five nine two hundred as lightning, but yeah. It, <laughs> Once again, man, it's even the even the positions that aren't great. I would still say the remnants of Billy Napier's program. I think they're all competent, right? And they don't make crushing mistakes, even if they're not highlighted by game changing athletes. Would you say that, Dane? It's overall yeah. it, definitely more so on the defense, but even it's a competent team, man. It's you're gonna have to you're you still are gonna have to execute on defense against these guys. Yeah, it is. It kind of reminds me of like, kind of like the the NC State of the Sun Belt. Like they're competent. They oh. they kind of get carried by the defense. They're pretty balanced on offense, but like nothing flashy at all. Um, they just kind of do enough to win a, a good number of games usually, which hasn't yeah, carried over a ton this year. But and and against NC so. State, a lot of times their strategy is to just execute play very very sound defense and kind of wait for you to make the mistakes that a lot yeah. of college football teams make. So that's. Man, great comparison. That's why you guys listen to Noel Dianemy. Um, wide receiver, uh, the one guy that stands out to me, I guess, is Michael Jefferson. He's six foot four, two oh five. Uh, he's a transfer from Alabama State. He's got six hundred and sixty-nine receiving yards. Oh man, nice. Uh six receiving touchdowns. That's I mean, that's six of Ben Woldridge's fifteen. So I mean, it sounds like he might be the passing attack, but mm-hmm. anybody else for them? Uh, it's definitely mainly him. 100%. They they actually use their tight ends a ton. They they have three tight ends over 10 catches and over 300 snaps on the season. They combine oh, for eight wow. touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Neil Johnson's the main guy there. He's the second leading pass catcher on the team with 20 receptions for 257 yards. That's well below Michael Jefferson. Michael Jefferson has 39 targets. Um, but, but Neil Johnson, that's a guy I just mentioned at tight end. He's pretty athletic, too, at that spot. You also have Johnny Lumpkin. Uh, Ooh, has, fun name. Yeah, fun name. Uh, three touchdowns on 14 catches there. That's a good number of catches for, you know. A <laughs> that's a high three. That's a high touchdown rate for the Blumpkin, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and then Pierce Meagle has three touchdowns on Schmeagle? 12 catches. <laughs> no, his name. No, it's not. Pierce Meagle. Oh, okay. That was a yeah. Schmeagle. Hey, <laughs> um, okay, so we got a Blumpkin and we've got a Schmeagle and yeah. a fun tight end room that's pretty productive and catches a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, and he um, – so three touchdowns on 12 catches there. Also, you should look this up, man. That guy, Meagle, Pierce Meagle, he <laughs> – I, I can't get that out of my head now. He looks just like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. You should definitely ah. look into that. Ah, All those those. listening. Wow, that's <laughs> Um. Okay, he's a Smeagol. It looks like a Wolverine, and that's Louisiana Lafayette's offense. And, Dane, that is our analysis of the team. Anything else you want to add before we jump right into prediction season? Um, You know, that's it. I was going to have a little bit on the offensive line, but not really. I was just going to say basically – Don't force it. Don't force it if you got – It, it would be forcing it. They're not a special <laughs> unit. Uh, they lost some really good players, but they aren't special anymore. We're going to roll this team, Trey. Let's get to predictions. Okay, buddy, hit, hit, hit me with it. Um, oh, you do yours first. I okay, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to predictions that I'm not ready for. Yeah. Listen, I think the Florida State is going to win. Um, I think that there might be there was a little bit of flu going around Tallahassee. I think that it might be out of the last three games they played, which I, I guess I'm not really like breaking the mold here. 
they might not have the cleanest start. I just it's it's been a weird week of practice with like the sickness, noon game, a G five opponent. Um, I still think that they're going to cover. I think that they're going to win forty one to thirteen. I think that they might start off a little slow on offense early, uh, and that's due to like those other factors that I said, but also Louisiana's defense. Um, but I do think that Florida State's going to pull away, and there will be significant garbage time for the uh, for the backups to get in and rest up before your big rivalry game. I think they went 41-13, to 13, and I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State proves me wrong and they come out and take care of business in a business-like fashion, and they win like 50-10 to 10 or something, like a, like a true serious blowout. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, man. Florida State has been positively surprising me for the past month and uh <laughs> I, we'll see 41 13 is where i'm going i feel good about it could be a little weird early a little sleepy start but they're gonna brush it off they're too good of a team not to i like it trey um i'm gonna say i'll say 38 to 10 i think they'll score 38 points for the third week in a row <laughs> and and allow just 10 points i could definitely see them allowing under that too but this would be the first touchdown allowed in three weeks too right that would be yes, but, but yeah, a, a, a comfortable win. And I could see one of their, you know, big tight ends, uh, uh, Michael Jefferson, who's a you know big six, four guy catching a deep ball or something. I could see something like that happening, but I think it'll be a comfortable win and, and it should be. I think so too. Like you said, they got some tight ends. So maybe if they do get in the red zone, they might convert. I mean, this is the, this is the first G five game all year. It's a huge thing. They're on the road. They've got a trick play dialed up. So I, that's what I kind of put in my 13 and like, like one touchdown or maybe even one on the back end against the second, against the second team, they're going to be amped up. But we, like, we think comfortable victory should be a nice, easy noon game. So you don't have to stay up till like midnight to watch it. So you guys get to have the rest of your Saturday dedicated to it. And you can take that Saturday and uh, do something valuable with it. Like, get on the Knowles 24-7 message boards and talk about it and watch and listen to all the content. Dane, love you, bud. Florida State fans, love you. Guys, let's be 8-3. and three. That's what we expect going into Florida week. Go Knowles, and we'll see you on Saturday, everyone. Keep chopping. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.